And you guys kept joking on me. Oh, you know, you, we're doing the book of Romans, but we haven't even started yet. It's three weeks into the series and we haven't even. I want to show you how God's timing is so perfect. Amen. I can't take the credit. I can't say I'm so smart and I'm so spiritual that I waited three. No, I didn't. I just, well, I was just going week by week as God led. But God is so incredible. I want to show you his timing. His timing is perfect. We spoke last week about how it was our faith that makes us righteous before God. Our faith is what makes all the difference in our walk with God. It's not what we do. It's not what we accomplish. It's not how good we can be or how, how not good and how if our good things outweigh our bad things. None of that. It's our faith. Amen? Romans 3.22, we talked about last week. This righteousness comes from God through faith in Christ. To all who believe, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So we talked about this righteousness and this justification, God's justice system. See, God is so just, He could not overlook our, any of our sin, even the littlest sin. He's so just, He couldn't overlook any sin, but He loves us so much, He couldn't overlook us. And so He paid the price and imputed to us, those who believe, his righteousness and His justification, which means when we have faith in Christ, it's not only like we've never sinned, it's like we've always done everything right. That's a mystery of, of, of the Word of God. And so and, and it's like we, we kept the full law. So that was Romans 1, that was Romans 2, that was Romans 3, and now Paul starts Romans 4 by using Abraham as an example, and then he goes on and uses David. And so he says in, in Romans 4, 3, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So again, it was our faith that imparts God's righteousness in us. And so Paul continues with this theme throughout chapter 4. And remember, he's laying a foundation for this young church in Rome. This church that doesn't have a whole lot of scripture, doesn't have a, apostles and leaders leading the church. So he wants them to have a good foundation. And so he's, he's building them up and he's laying a, a groundwork for us to, to, to walk in later, for us to study and for us to understand, for, for this church to understand. That it's our faith that makes us right. It's our faith that saves us so that none of us could boast. So that none of us could be proud and, and, and you know, boast about our own goodness. Hebrews 11, 6, 6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God. And here's a quote that kind of captured my heart also this week. Faith is not believing in my unshakable belief. Faith is believing in an unshakable God when everything in me trembles Amen. and quakes. Amen. So this past Sunday, as most of you are aware by now, and those that were there will probably never forget. It was a typical Sunday inside the church. We had a great time of worship. God moved. God met us there. It was powerful. Um, I tried my best to give a good word, and, and you guys tried your best to be good hearers. And it was a, an awesome experience. And before the service was over, some people actually came forward and, and accepted this faith and believed on, on the God that we that we love and that we serve. And so it was amazing. And then shortly after the service, the wind was blowing hard, as it had been all morning. 
And after many of the people had cleared out, most of the ministry team, and, and so it was just a lot of us, the ministry team, and the kids, and, and the dance ministry probably, and the, you know, there was still those that love to linger. We usually have a good hundred people that just like to hang out. <laughs> so we were doing the regular TSF hangout. Strangest sound. And the strangest cracking and, and gurgling. And then the hardest, loudest bang that we've ever heard. I was on the other side of the building and I heard it like it was right on top of me. And when the dust settled and everybody took a deep breath, we had one huge branch coming through the ceiling, sticking out the ceiling in the sanctuary by the back. And then we had another smaller branch poking through saying, hey, I'm, I'm here too. Which means it came through our roof, through our ceiling, through the tin, and, and met us in the same. And then if you looked on the skylights on the other side of the building, they were covered with leaves. Which just kind of gave us the magnitude of what had just happened. The size of this tree. And if you're looking online, we're going to show you a couple of pictures now. You've seen them on, on Facebook probably. <clears throat> so what happened was this tree from our neighbor's yard had completely... By the way, a tree that is, the, the, neighbor, the other neighbor's house is three stories, and this tree has another three or four stories above it. So it's a monster tree. It was. And it, so the, the, the wind had blown it in such a way that it split in half. And one half of that tree came toward our church and landed right in between the children's church and the sanctuary. I was told by the tree guys, and I mean, nobody had to tell you, you could look and you could see the size, thousands of pounds this, this tree weighs. And, and it came crashing down just above our children's church where the choir was practicing, and just above the back area where everybody hangs out. And it landed, and so the main part of the tree, if you look at one of the pictures, it landed precisely on the wall. Because the children's church and the sanctuary church are two different levels, there's a retaining wall. That's the only thing on the roof that's brick, that's, that's that kind of strength. And so this tree landed directly on this retaining wall. And that's what held the tree in place from actually breaking through the entire sanctuary. Jesus. Now, some guys on the corner, you know, our neighborhood guys, as soon as I walked, I said, son, 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 you got to come, you got to come over here. He said, bro, you're not going to understand. And, you know, I'm going to leave out all the expletives that he put in the story, but, but it was very colorful. <laughs> he said, bro, we was right here on the corner, and all of a sudden we hear, like, all this rumbling, rumbling, and then crack, and this tree, we're looking, and this tree just breaks, and this whole piece is coming toward the church, and then all of a sudden it stops. This is him telling me. He said, bro, you don't have to believe me, bro, with that effing thing with this. <laughs> and, so, and that mother just stopped. <laughs> and then I watched people coming out of your building, and they were coming out, and then it went down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Now, you can say whatever you want to say about that. <laughs> you can think whatever you want to think about that. You can say, I'm making it spiritual. I'm making it. But I believe... Amen. That that tree was held. Because the force of those thousands of pounds coming down is a big difference from something that had to stop and then build momentum again. 
The momentum was broken, and so and so and and somehow it was. I, I I mean I see it this way. You guys could you know see however you want to see. I see an angel kind of holding that thing yeah. and Amen. guiding it, Amen. and then resting it on the retaining wall, yes. and saying, "Stay right there." <laughs> or it would have been a totally different message to be delivered today, and I don't think that I could have been the one to deliver. Because we had a lot of kids in the building. And there's not a roof in the Bronx that could be able to hold that tree coming down from that height and, and just coming straight down. It would have come right through our roof. It would have crashed into the, the, the whole different story we could have talked about. I wouldn't have been talking this week for sure. And so when things like this happen, we tend to go a few ways with it. Our first response is, is the good Christian response. Praise God. God is good. Right? It could have been worse. God is good, amen? It's just a building. It's material possession. So what? You know, we can fix it. So the building, the apartment shut us down. So what? We'll, we'll fix it. We've already fixed it. And they don't like it. So what? Well, I mean, God will get us another building. If Who cares? It's just a building. We didn't lose any people. Amen. Right? We're unstoppable. We're unshaken. Amen. We're still here having church. Amen. We might have just grown the church. Yeah. As a matter of fact. <laughs> so we can go that way, or or an, another set of us could definitely go, and, and this I got this a lot. Oh, that's an attack from the enemy, buddy. Brother, that is an attack from the enemy. The enemy is angry. The devil don't like when the truth is preached. The devil don't like when people are awakened. And, and so we, and, and somebody even told me, you called out the enemy last week. You told him that we were talking about the the the, the the sacrifices and all that at the sanctuary. And you told the enemy, you can put blood up and down this block and it's not going to stop us. We're going to keep going and we're going to preach. <laughs> but we, we could be struck down, but we're not destroyed. Amen. So I don't take that back. As a matter of fact, I add up. Uh, to it. <laughs> I saw you guys. So we can go this way and we can go that way and then and then then we this, there's this other path that we take when things like this happen and when they linger longer than than we want them to. Because trust me, we hustle. We've been hustling all week. By 9 p.m. Sunday night, that entire tree was removed from the building. The sidewalk was clean, the roof was brushed, everything was clean, removed, no tree. By 9 p.m. that same night, Sunday night. The next couple of days, we had a structural engineer. Within two days, we had the roof. We had him assess the building, check all the, all the, they made us rip open the roof from the inside, the ceiling, so we could see all of the, um, you know, those things. The structural beams that hold up the roof. Make sure, do you know what? The, the roof was pierced in five different places. Every place that it was pierced, it missed a beam. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so we had the roof completely repaired. Like within the, within a couple days, we had it totally done. We had everything. We did everything that we could do, but we couldn't get that vacate removed. And we were waiting Wednesday, and we we're on a on a chat together. All of us and were like, "All right, did you hear anything? Did we hear anything? Well, I heard this. Well, I heard this. Well, they're gonna do this, but no, it might not happen." And 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 so when things linger longer than we expected to, then then we start to to there's another way that we start to go with this, and we start to say, 
but God. And we start to question, but God, why? Why'd you allow this? You ever had something happen and you get past it and you're, you couldn't even be thankful? You say, oh, it could have been a lot worse. But, but, but then you, in, your, in your Christian maturity, but then you, you say, but, but God, why? Why did you allow this? God, you control everything in the world. You, you could have, you could have, you, 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 you could have, you, maybe you should have, you, you might have, maybe you can't. God, why? Why did you allow this to happen? Anybody been there? Mm. And we've been, you know, kind of talking about this all week, obviously, and we've been, you know, talking to a lot of people and going back and forth, and, and some would say, well, maybe God wanted us out of the building for this week. Maybe, maybe some say, you know, well, the attack thing, and, you know, you called them out on Sunday. Maybe you started something. Amen. All right, fine. And, and so as I was processing all of this, and we're running around trying to get the order removed and, and trying to call people here and call people here and, and, and reaching out all our connections and just, you know, trying to, we realized nothing was happening. And so you go through the natural thinking, but, but God, you control the wind, right? You control the, the, the you control, name. you speak to the storm and you can stir it up or you can, you can calm it down. You're in control. Ultimately, you're in control of everything. So why that wind? Why this tree? Why this time? Why put us through this? And if you're a mature Christian, what you do then, you don't start that nonsense. What you do is you dig deeper into the Word. Amen. And you should go to God with it. It's fine to be angry. It's fine to be questioned, you know, have questions. It's fine to even struggle with some doubt. But we, when, you're, when you're a mature Christian, which, which is what we're trying to build here, which is why we're going back to the standard. We go into the Word. And so as I dug deeper, and the Word tells us that the enemy is the prince of the air. I mean, he's the prince of this world, and then, but, but, but I'm reading scripture and balancing it and saying, but, but even the enemy has to ask permission from God before he attacks any one of us. Unless, of course, you go opening doors, and then that's on you. You're on your own. You ask for it. But we've been trying to do everything up and up. We, we haven't, you know, um, cut any corners. We've done everything to buy the book the way that we've, you know, have been asked to do. And so we, we don't have any open doors like that. So why? Why? So, so I, I, then I remember God brought, the, the Spirit brought kind of to mind the book of Job. And when Satan wanted to destroy Job, God said, you can attack him, but, but God put limits on what the enemy can do. How many know your, your trials have, temp, have, have limits on them? Amen? Amen? Those hard times that you go through, they have an expiration date. Amen. Amen. God puts limits. And so, but as I'm reading that passage again, and I'm thinking the scriptures tells us, tells us that when, when God wanted to destroy, when, when, when uh, the enemy wanted to destroy Job, the scriptures tell us that as one incident, fire came down and struck all of his livestock and the sheep. So that's lightning. That's nature. So the enemy controlled nature and killed all his livestock. And, and then in, in the other story, it tells us, that a wind came from four corners of the house and blew the house down and killed his family. And so, so the enemy can control lightning and the enemy can control the winds as long as God allows him to. And so that answered one question. Could this be an attack of the enemy? Could the enemy have done this? Scripturally, we have to say yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
But the other question still remains, but God, why? Why would you allow it? How would this glorify you? What good can come from this? And then after everything was done and reports were filed and the right people were called and counsel was sought, but, you know, nothing it was just not happening. I, I, I decided it was, it was already toward the end of the week. And I said, you know, I got to put this away and I got to start working on a message for Sunday. So I don't know where I'm going to preach it from. I don't know if it's going to be in my living room. I don't know if I'm just going to type it and send it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I got to start working on the message. It's, it's, it's Thursday. I got to get into it. I'm not going to, I'm going to put all of this aside. And so I read through the next couple of chapters again. And we talked about and gone through Romans 1, 2, and 3, right? And then Romans 4 continued in the same way, giving examples of the same teaching, 1, 2, and 3. And then I reread Romans chapter 5. Amen. And Romans chapter 5 starts with, therefore. Therefore is a powerful word because it means everything that I've told you, therefore, now this. So it, it, it means 1, 2, and 3, and 4, therefore, now comes this. It's a, it's a powerful word in the scriptures because that means you got to make sure you understand what he's told you before. So we've, we've kind of gone through that a lot and we understand that righteousness, that justification, that it comes by faith that we believe. It's not what we do. It's who God made us and it's who we are when we believe. Amen. So Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We can be here this morning because... We have peace with God. No, we do. <laughs> through our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 2, through him we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And so today we're able to do this. We're able to do this, to, to reach you this way because we stand in his grace because of our faith. And then it says, not only that, this is verse 3. Everybody hold on to your chairs, your bed, your pajamas, your coffee, whatever. <laughs> verse 3 says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Amen. This is Romans 5. <laughs> what we're up to in our series. What we're up to in our lives. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. But God, why sufferings? Why not my best life now? Why can't I just be happy? Why can't I just think positive thoughts? Why can't I just, God, you have a good will and plan for us not to probably, you know, the, and quote the good scripture. Why suffering? And God answers us in verse 3. Because knowing that suffering produces endurance... And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Amen. Amen. My favorite. Why? Because suffering produces endurance. Church, we have to be trained to continue. We have to have endurance and perseverance to finish the race. We have to have character. That only comes, character only comes after endurance and perseverance. So it's only after we endure that we start getting character. There's too many churches and too many preachers and too many ministers and too many Christians that have no character. Because when things get hard, they quit. 
When things get hard, they cheat. When things get hard, they take the easy way. But, but the word says we get character by enduring. So God is strengthening us. He's giving, he's producing character. He's producing hope. I was just sharing last week about this series, The Standard. God is calling us to live and walk according to his standard. What is that standard? We talked about it. It's holiness. God, God talked about to us about being perfect. And not perfect meaning getting it right all the time. That perfect word we, we talked about, it was about being complete. It's about being mature. Be holy because I'm holy. Be perfect because your father is perfect. Well, how do we become all these things? How do we become complete and mature? We rejoice in our suffering. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. James puts it this way in James 1. Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds... Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete. Family, we cannot be mature and complete. We can't be healthy. We can't be strong. We can't build healthy families unless we're mature and complete. Unless we rejoice in our sufferings. Unless we learn and let perseverance have its work in us. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we get excited? Amen. So could the wind and the tree have been an attack from the enemy? Most probably. But can God allow it and use it for our good? Yes. yes. Most definitely. Amen. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He's the founder and the perfecter of our faith. We're talking about we got to have this faith. and But now the word tells us what's so powerful here is that even the saving faith that we have to have to believe in God, he gives us. He's the founder and the finisher. He's the, the, the creator and, and the perfecter. So even the faith that we need to have to believe in him, he gives to us. And so the verse says, he's not only the founder, he's the perfecter. So again, the word means complete. He's the starter and the completer. He begins and he brings us to the end. We're never alone in this faith journey, church. Family, you're never alone in this faith journey. <coughs> he started it and he's going to finish it. But how does he bring us to perfection? Family, where we, we can stand today wherever we are. Whatever it is we're going through. Not just this situation. We're all going through different situations. Wherever it is you're going through. Wherever it is and you're in the midst of. Whatever it is, you're in the place where you don't understand what's happening. You don't understand why and this and that. I, I'm just encouraging you today to stand. Amen. To be unshaken. Knowing that he who created a work in you is faithful to bring it to completion. Amen. So somebody say amen. 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 And so I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable. And you will be assured. And you would be deeply at peace. In this godless world, you'll continue to experience difficulties. But take heart. Because I've overcome them. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Yeah, let's just, let's worship together. So. 
wherever you are right now, whatever you're struggling with, we're just going to kind of believe together and we're just going to pray for you. We're going to pray right now that God will just, that he's already been filling your home. Pray that today would be a unique blessing because the Spirit of God is in each and every home today gathered so that we can come together if, it, if it's next week, if it's next month, whatever it is. God is preparing our homes so that we can be healthy, so that we can build healthy families. I want to thank you guys for joining us. And right now we just thank you, Father God, that you would touch each and every home that's represented here. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your hand, not just on that tree, but on all of the pressures of our lives, God. We thank you for your hand on that marriage. We thank you for your hand on those finances. We thank you for that hand on those relationships, God, that we're struggling with, those, those jobs, the unemployment, uh, the, the children, those, everything that we that we're, don't understand right now. Father, we just thank you for your hand on it. We thank you, God, that you are the author and the finisher. We thank you that what you started, you're going to bring to completion. Yes, And we thank you, God, that you have released on us and made us part of an unshakable kingdom. Be blessed, family. We love you. Worship with us for the next couple of moments. Good morning.